Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. They'll make sure you're insured. They'll find you the best price. Maybe in bundles they can find you bundles of savings. But they'll work on it. They're just going to say, yeah, here's your policy. Go ahead, go ahead. You're good. They're going to work with you. Customer service means everything. That's why they're the best in the business. They're great people. I mean, I think I know almost everybody in that office. They're even better professionals. First class all the way. Purdy Insurance, Market Street, and somebody go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Talk about great professionals, great people. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keywords 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous selection of pre-owned inventory that they really go over, over with a fine-tooth comb. Great sales staff, fabulous service department, great deals to be had. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day. Notre Dame gets the ball back. It's eight points you leave on the table against a great team. Oh, on the toss, it's in the hands of a Wilson Parabola. off of ETN into the arms of Elusive Koromoa for the second straight week. A running play to ETN turns into an opponent's touchdown. Mike Tarico with the call on NBC. That drew nearly 10 million viewers. The NBC audience a little bit less than the Penn State-Ohio State audience, but still there's two of the top three rated college football games of the season, and it was, between Notre Dame and Clemson, a fabulous game on Saturday night. It really was a well-played game by both teams. Great win for Notre Dame. Great win. All right. Let's get to Donnie Collins, Grand Times Tribune. Donnie, welcome back to the show. It's always great to hear from you. Nice to be here, Steve. Donnie, uh, I opened up by saying, look, I don't have any answers. I don't know. It's 180 of what I thought I was going to see, at least to this point. Uh, what do you think so far? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's what's going on. I mean, I, I do know it's a weird year, and, and that has to be has to be somewhat considered. I mean, these guys, not to make excuses for them, but they thought they were going to have the best defensive player in the Big Ten, and they don't have him. Thought they were going to have the best running back in the Big Ten, and they don't have him. Uh, so it's you know, it, it is difficult to sometimes get on mentally when you don't have those guys and you run into some early early uh, issues. That said, hey, they didn't play with any kind of passion, in my opinion, and in, and in the opinion of some of the players on, on Saturday. And, 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 and look, I could, you know, it, I can make a case that if they had Micah Parsons, they probably beat Indiana. Probably should have beaten Indiana without him. Um, and at Ohio State's a much more talented team. You could write that one off. 
you, you can't write off a, a loss where you were trailing the whole game, just completely outclassed, out-efforted, I guess, by a by a team you've really handled over the years. So, so I, I think these these guys have a a lot to prove to the fans, to, to the coaches, to themselves going forward. And and honestly, I I, I thought about this this morning. I, I if they turn it around and, and finish. You know, with a with a decent record out of here, if they go, if they win their last six, go finish five and four, that that would be almost more impressive to me than beating Maryland and finishing seven and two. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no, you know, big, you know, whoop de doo with the fans. I don't think, but you know, to, to finish six and three, five and four at this point, you, you have to show some heart. You have to show some self reflection. You have to show that you've got more than more than just talent. And I and I and I, I think that's the lesson that this team has kind of had to teach itself this year that, that that you have to get by on on more than what you're talking about that you have yeah because uh, the last time penn state I was telling the story earlier the last time um penn state was on three was 2001 and of course remember joe went to the power eye with eddie drummond and so forth and they came back and they were a win away from getting to a bowl game and of course we know what happened at virginia in that particular year um and I was impressed by the, by the way they came back in that particular season. They can still do that, but they're going to have to believe they can do it. No, oh, absolutely. They they have to they have to write their own ship here. And it, you know, all the players we talked to after the game kind of said the the same thing. Look, this you know the coaches could put you in a position to succeed, but you have to go out there and, and execute the play. And that wasn't just Jahan Dotson saying that. It was Clifford. It was Pat Fryermuth. It was Oway. It was all of them. And you know, to a, to a degree, that's right. And and like, look, I mean, Franklin, start, Franklin's Vanderbilt team started zero and two, in in twelve, and they 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 came back, and I think they I think they made a bowl game. They did. And, and Penn State and Penn State in twelve started zero and two and came back and had one of the all time memorable seasons in, in the history of the program. So there's no reason these guys can't do it. But I think the troubling thing that that we heard that definitely that I heard after the game was, you know, so you know, it was all this talk about, you know, we're not playing together. There's there's distractions. We don't know what they are. I you know I I don't know if that's overplayed, underplayed, whatever. But if there's distractions, they got to get rid of them because you know, you, you don't want to go a calendar year and struggle to win a game. And 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 they're looking at that if they play the way they did against Maryland the rest of the way. I mean, look, it's it has to be. I mean, this is one of those quote soul searching. I mean, Jesse Lucchetta said to uh, Jack Ham and me after the game when we had him, uh, and he says, look, he says, we're going to have to have those honest conversations, and that's where you are right now. You have to have the honest conversation and realize there's not, this is not meant with any malice, but, uh, you know, they have to talk it, they have to talk it out and then go execute it. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, that's what it is. I mean, I think, I think the first couple of games, especially, definitely Indiana, there were, it was a couple of plays. I mean, they execute one or two plays and win the game. And, and who knows how this season goes differently if they win that game or if, if that call at the end of the game is correct or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just a couple of plays here and there. And Ohio State came out, good game plan, took control early. But Ohio State can, can do that. I mean, I, I, it is really tough. Outside of Parker, Washington, and Dotson, to really find many bright spots out of out of the out of the Maryland game. I mean, they didn't execute anything. And, you know, there, there, were, there was. I mean, it, the, I, the, to me, the offensive game plan was was uninspired. A lot of fade passes. You know, they, they you know, it, it just Clifford wasn't accurate. He was he wasn't sharp. 
from from the start, and and the defense. I mean, they're just not getting to the to the quarterback, and I I, I get it. Tagovailoa is getting rid of the ball quick, and that's sure. the game plan against Penn State's defense. Right. But just that with everything else, he's just got to find a way, and these guys aren't finding the way right now. And maybe that changes this week and sets them on the the right course. You hope so, but you you don't know, and they, they didn't they didn't give you much hope. All right. Uh, what about the they don't have Journey Brown, as you mentioned, Donnie. And, of course, they don't have Noah Kane either. So it falls to Devin Ford, Keziah Holmes, Kevon Lee. But it's in conjunction with the blocking up front. How hurt? How much, how much of a problem has it been to call a game as a coordinator because they haven't had the consistent running game, which is the R and RPO? It's, it's, it's impossible. I mean, it, 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 Franklin said it after the game, you know, nobody respects the, the R. <laughs> if, if, right. if, 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 if you're not afraid of Penn State running the ball against you, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's game over. Clifford has to do too much. He, he's, he's, he's not that kind of a, of a quarterback. He's not Justin Fields. And, and, and that's not a knock on Clifford. That's just a, that's just a fact. Where he's, he's, he, look, they're asking Clifford to be the running game. Yeah, it, 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 it's not it, it's not ideal for the kid, and, it, and and really it all starts up front where where they were supposed to be really good. I mean, they were, they were supposed to be yeah, that's you know, uh, ex- yeah. yeah, they were supposed to be very experienced, very very solid, and, and they're not, they haven't been. And you know, in Indiana they played to a stalemate, um, which I you know tr- it was troubling because they should they should be better than Indiana. And and what happened against Ohio State could happen against Ohio State, I guess. But you can't get pushed around by Maryland up front, and they and, right. and they just they got they got seven sacks. Maryland had one in the first two games. Penn State allowed seven sacks, and and, and I said it on Twitter during the game. Look, you you could criticize Clifford all you want, but right. yes, it has been it's been very difficult to play quarterback in this offense. Yeah. And 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 the running game is you know look I I. I I, I saw Keziah Holmes make a guy miss on that 10-yard run in the third quarter on sa- on Saturday, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, it might be the first time I've seen him seen a guy make a make a tackler miss in the open field all year." Yeah. And that that might be right, but these guys don't have a whole lot of room to run. And you know, if it's not obvious for the freshman guys, they're they're just not automatically going to see it. And you could you could say what you want about Ford. I, I, I think everybody says everybody thinks he's he's really gifted, and, and, and I do too. But to me, he's a freshman. He, he didn't play a whole right. heck of a lot last year. So I think you've got to be a little patient with him. You don't have to be patient with the line. You can expect a lot more from those guys, and you're not getting anything. So, so I think until they, they play a little bit better, you're not going to have a running game. And if you don't have a, a running game and your offense is an RPO offense, I, I just don't know where Kirk Shiraka goes with that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a tough road. I mean, when – but here's the other part, too, Donnie, that if you can struggle – in um, in a season, but you know, or in a game. Let's just take a game. Uh, and uh, the defense at some point bails out the offense, or at some point the offense bails out the defense. Right now, nobody's bailing out anybody. Yeah, I think that that's Neither. a big that's a big problem for them because they they don't right now. There's there's struggles on both sides where neither can bail the other one out. Yeah, and like I mean, I've said this before, and you know, I've said it to you before. James Franklin will tell you everything you need to know after a game, you know, during the week, whatever. So I kind of went back through his press conference after the game this morning and saw like that he said something very similar to that. Like, you know, we're not getting the complimentary football. We're not getting the offense to 
when, when the when the offense makes a play, the defense doesn't go out and do it. So, so I, I went and, and looked. Yeah. Penn State's only been leading for about ten minutes this year, and I've talked about that repeatedly, Donnie. I mean, it's, people act like it's simplistic analysis, but it is. Look, you have no idea when you've done a billion games, you have no idea what the psychology is of playing with a lead versus playing uphill, and they played yeah, uphill it, all year. Yeah, they're always playing from behind, and 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 to to, the, to, to your first point. When they've come back, when the offense has been able to get them back in the game, and they did the first two games, they got they got the lead back against Indiana, yep. and they kind of sort of got within striking distance against Ohio. They got State. down, they got down they're, by eight. Yep. Yeah, they're down by eight in the in the, in the second half, and then you know, the Fields hits a you know, Fields finds Alave for a deep touchdown pass. They don't get the stop they need, and last week they never got. They, they, they they're they're down. You know, let's let's assume Penn State could run the ball. They're not going to because they're down right twenty-eight-seven. Yeah, you're so, yeah but, you're throwing the ball fifty-seven times because you're playing yeah. from behind. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of it. And and you know, Maryland was was allowing I think it was five point eight yards per rush the first two weeks, and they got those gaudy numbers. If you take the sack yardage away, Penn State averaged five point two yards per carry. You know, m- most of that was Clifford, but. Yeah. They, they were they were having success. They just couldn't do it, and, and there was no call to run the ball because you, you, you're so far behind. So yeah, they, they and it's the, you know, the the defense gave up the big touchdown early, and the offense didn't respond. And then man, Maryland has a chance to come back and, and, and kind of put the game a little bit out of reach and go run and hide, and they did. But you know that, that's the thing when, when, you, when you don't ever have the lead, you can't play the way you want to play. You have to play the way they want to. That, they want you to play. That, and, that's right. And they're, and they're not able to play the way other teams want them to play. Yeah, what's happening is that you're falling behind and the opposition is dictating the tone of the game. You aren't. Yes. And, I mean, and, and that's – and when you're playing the teams that they've played – no, Ohio State, again, they're kind of an anomaly. Sure. But Maryland and, and Indiana – Play this that they could they basically run the ball with their passing game. They they, they throw little short they short they throw short passes. Hopefully the receivers break some big plays and, and they did, especially for Maryland. But it, they're they're really you know it, it, it's tough to it's tough to play that way because it's it's very difficult to slow that down. You have to get an occasional stop and then outscore them. But they're not you know they're playing at a pace they can't play at. They're just. They're just playing it that way right now because they have to, and and they have to they have to change that up because, you know, they're they're going to lose every game if they're playing the way the, the other team wants them to play. They they have their, you know, they they have to go out control the ball on offense, quick strikes, big plays. They're not they're not getting any of that. Yeah, uh, and uh, Donnie, what baffles me is I look at it and I know what I thought about the offensive line going in. I look at it and I know what I thought about the defense going in, and. I mean, I'm, I'm confused. I, I, I really, I mean, it hasn't played out anywhere near the way I thought it was going to play out. And normally, you know, you feel, you know, you're not going to be right about everything, but normally pretty accurate after all these years about what you think about something, and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I, I know, yet. I, exactly, yeah. And, and I know, generally speaking, experience doesn't equal good. But... They were. They've been good up front the last couple of years. It, 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 they've been really good at times, both sides of the ball, yeah. up front on, on offense and defense. That there was no reason to think that this offensive line was going to come in and struggle the way it has, or, or that you know they, they weren't going to get to the quarterback with the defensive ends they have. I mean, it's it, it's really shocking to me that that this has been a, a complete and utter struggle from yeah. from the beginning for 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 the two areas where they were supposed to be really good. Yeah. 
It's just it's hard to play that way. I mean, it's um, and you, know, you look at the opening two drives of each game. Each time they ended up going for it on fourth down, and they've got the personnel to make these plays. And each time didn't, and in each case fell behind fourteen nothing after they were done. So it begins the snowball. I'm not saying it's wrong to go for it. Not that's not remotely what I'm saying here. I say, but you think about it. The first drive against Ohio State, yeah, you're moving the ball, boom, and you've got the confidence in your offense to get a fourth and two from your own 45. Doesn't happen. Now you're down 14, nothing because you didn't stop them immediately. You know, on that quick change. Same thing against Maryland. You drive down the field. You, what they get to the seven yard line? You got a fourth down yep. and two. Same thing, right? You got the con. You're trying to show confidence in your team. Hey, I'm confident. You can do this. Let's knock it home. And then each time didn't, and then each time the other team turned around and scores. You know, it's you sit back and go, I mean, you've got a coach that's trying to put confidence into his team and tell them that he believes in them, and they're not rewarding themselves. Yeah, I, I didn't have an issue. I, I'm not sure many people did with the with the fourth down. I thought oh, they, were, I don't. they were smart no. plays, but yeah, exactly. But but you got to. <laughs> if you don't hit them, the defense has to bail you out. Yeah, I mean that, that's just what it is. And, and I think it was I think O'Brien was the first one who talked about kind of complimentary football. Everybody wants to play it, but he was the first one right. I think I heard put it that way. And this isn't compliment. This isn't good football, first of all. But it's it's certainly not complimentary football because yeah, I mean it's seven nothing. You go for fourth and two against Maryland, you don't get it. Right. They still got to go ninety some yards. Right. Exactly. You have to. You have to be able to prevent them from getting in, uh, getting in on that. And then it's just it was a nightmare. The defense just has not been good. In other words, here's the premise: you don't make it. You're first of all, you're trying to show confidence in your offense. I believe you can make it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what James Franklin tells his offense. Okay. It doesn't work. They don't make it. Well, now you're yeah, saying, I'm confident in my defense, so you're going to get a three and out, and, quote, we're going to get the ball back at the 50-yard line. All right, I mean, that, I mean that, you're trying to express all that as the head coach and your confidence in your team that we believe you can make it work. Oh, by the way, if you don't make it work, that group will make it work. Right? And it's, it's, that's the part that's got to be so galling to him that, it's, it's, that it hasn't worked out that way. Yeah, and, and after the game, you know, a lot, there was a lot of, you know, it's, it's not the coaches. They're putting us in position to succeed. It's us. We're not making the plays. And, and I think, you know, a lot of situations like that are, are the thing because, you know, as a coach, and this is true, you know, for James Franklin as it is for uh, a Little League baseball coach or, a, or an NBA coach or anything, you, you coaching is not all about, you know, it, it's, it's, about, it's about putting – kids in a position where they can get better that's right. and, and, and this you know it, it's very easy to look dumb when it doesn't work mm-hmm. but it, it's you know if he go he kicks the field goal there i'm not sure how much it, it, it helps them and if he punts against ohio state i'm not sure much sure how much it helps them but i know it helps them if they make they make the plays there right. and, you know neither they, they make the play neither time and then they're out of the game and and, and i get it I, I get that it looks really really bad but that that is that's what coaching is, and that's what that's what complimentary football is. And it, it, it just it makes no sense to to not give it give it a shot if your team needs a spark. He's trying to get he's trying to spark yeah. them. Just, there's just no fire. Right. He's telling them, I think you're good enough to make this. Okay, they don't. Well, I'm, I made that decision because I think this group's good enough to stop. We're going to get the ball back at the fifty yard line, and so, and and in each case. 
it flat out didn't work. So, of course, then you're obviously open, wide open to criticism as to, well, why'd you go? Why'd you do this? You know, it's, you know, I, which I understand, but he's trying to tell them he believes in them. But, and he should. That, that's what, that's what that's you should right. be doing there. That's you right. You have the personnel. You're the better team. Especially against Maryland, you think you're the better team yes, at that point. So of course just, you do. So go, go pick it up, or we'll stop them. And, and when and when, and when nothing happens, I think it says more about the team than than it does about the decision. Yeah, Donnie, always a pleasure. Appreciate the time very much. Are you traveling this weekend? You're going to watch from the friendly confines of uh, beautiful Scranton. I'm going to watch from, from Scranton. We cannot get on any airplanes, and this is one of those where <laughs> I think I'd fall asleep halfway into Ohio on this trip. <laughs> oh, so. yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. well, we'll, uh, we'll be out there for it, but uh, we'll miss you out there. Yep, I'll, I'll be listening. Th- thanks, Donnie. Appreciate it. Oh, all the critics always listen. No, just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Donnie. I have a little fun with it. Thanks so much. All right, Steve, we'll see you. Donnie Collins, Screen Times Tribune, Matt Lee on final half hour. Great to have you with us today on this Monday on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. No need to search high and low for the best holiday bargains. They're easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia. Sunbury Motors Kia, all prices are clearly marked with rebates and discounts. See the sticker and know the savings. SMC has 27 2021 Kia Sportages to choose from, and they start at just $23,490. Kia's all-new midsize sedan, the Kia K5, starts at only $23,746, and it's now available in all-wheel drive. And listen to this. Sunbury Motors Kia has 23 of the hot new 2021 Kia Seltos arriving this month. Preserve yours today. This small all-wheel drive crossover starts at $23,000. And remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. The best holiday bargains are easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to Kia.com. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us on this Monday, brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. Hey, look, they'll save you money, but they'll make sure you're insured. Bundles are a great way to go. They'll do whatever they can to save you money and make sure you're insured. And they will update these policies and... If there's ever, ever a claim, they go to work as if it happened to them. Look, customer service means everything. See, great people take care of other people. Purdy Insurance has great people, great pros. All at our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Somebody, Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We will turn our attention to the NFL for a moment and then return to this topic. Because we want to talk about the Eagles, who didn't play, yet bettered their position in the division. 
Now that's how it's supposed to work. With that, we bring in Matt Leon from Philadelphia, my friend. Great to have you back. Good to be with you. All right. Uh, off weekend for the Eagles. And it went well because the Giants won. Cowboys lost. And obviously the Washington Whatchamacallits also <laughs> lost to the Giants. So they have put themselves in a great spot where now they're dominating the division. Yeah, who would have thought 3-4-1 and one would be a comfortable lead for a division <laughs> title? But uh, no, and, you know, their game coming out of the bye is the Giants. So if they could find a way to win that, um, uh, amazingly, you'd kind of look at it and, and say they're going to be hard to knock off just kind of given what we've seen kind of break out in the rest of the division. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it went well for them, and uh, we'll see if they can uh, – get healthy and play a little bit more consistent football, shall we say, the second half of the season. So let me get to that part of the statement there, the, the, the previous sentence, and that is get healthy. As Doug Peterson indicated where they are on that road right now, are they, are they in the process of getting healthier with this bye week? Because the bye week to me is pretty well timed out. Yeah, it's almost straight smack in the middle. Well, you started to see it the game before. He didn't make much of an impact, but Dallas Goddard was back in the game against Dallas. Uh, you know, they, they keep talking about Alshon Jeffrey. I think, honestly, at this point, I don't kind of pencil him into any plans, part of because uh, he had he was recovering from whatever was the foot injury, and then apparently he hurt his calf. So now the foot's fine, but now they're working on the calf. And given kind of the way the wide receiver group has emerged, you know, with Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward, and uh, the return of Jalen Rager, and that's another guy that uh, they got healthy with who played against Dallas, uh, you're starting to see signs. They just announced today Isaac Sayamalo, the guard. Uh, they started the clock on his 21-day uh, return to action. Uh, so you're, you're seeing pieces come back. Um, and, and you hope that leads to a more complete puzzle uh, as they emerge here for the second half of the season. In the, uh, in the first half of the season, when you look at them, what have they done? Because I think but they've won three of their last four, right? That sounds right. Hey, what have they done to overcome some of the problems? Because something had to compensate for it. So what is compensated for, for, the, for the tough parts that have allowed them to get back on track? Uh, basically just playing terrible teams. Um, you know, their last two wins. You, you look at kind of their resume. They've got that win in San Francisco, yeah. which given what we've seen from San Francisco, and I'm not saying this is a hater, but the win doesn't look as impressive because San Francisco's got their own set of issues. Sure. So you take that away. you got to win over the Giants, what, by a point? you got to win over Dallas. Uh, who was playing a quarterback who was a seventh-round pick out of, you know, an FCS school. Uh, <laughs> there's not you, a lot you could, there. You can say Ben DiNucci. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, I, not, it's not a swear word. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you kind of look at it, and, and in like, you kind of thought that Dallas game, like, all right, this is a Dallas team that, you know, at that point looked like they were about ready to kind of throw up their hands on the season. Yeah. They've got a rookie quarterback. And, yes, the Eagles won, but it was never comfortable until they returned a fumble, uh, you know, with five minutes left in the game. Uh, 
you would have liked to have seen them, and you know, not not that they're going to win thirty eight nothing, but really kind of dictate the game and kind of you could tell early on they were the better team and they were going to win, and it was just a matter of filling in the numbers in the box score at the end, and that really wasn't the the case. So, um, I think basically, if you want to list the things you like, um, Carson Wentz has gotten better. Um, in key times, we talk about consistency. I mean, in that Dallas game, he was turning the ball all over, all over the place. But then he made some throws that made you go, "Wow!" So the the mm-hmm. Carson once you want is in there. It's just yeah. a matter of getting him to play, you know, seventy five, eighty plays instead of thirty five to forty. Um, the I mentioned the wide receiver. I think we looked at it, you know, going into that 49er game and who's going to catch the ball. Everybody's hurt. Well, Travis Fulgham's going to catch the ball since he came. I mean, he's special. And I don't, it's not just a numbers thing. You watch him and he knows how to play the wide receiver position. He knows how to go and get the ball. He knows how to use his body to position. It's one of those amazing situations where you watch this kid play and you wonder how did he ping-pong around on practice squads for for a year and a half. And, you know, how does that happen when he's so obviously this uh, very talented, very fluid, very polished wide receiver? But if you're an Eagles fan, you're thrilled to have him. So I think the development of the wide receiver core has been a positive. And the defensive line has played well. Uh, Brandon Graham keeps on chugging at 32, um, not just – uh, making plays, but making plays at key times. Uh, Josh Sweat has emerged on the edge as a good pass rusher. Derek Barnett, hit and miss. Um, at moments you see that talent that was a first-round pick, and then there are other times where you don't hear his name for a couple hours. Uh, obviously, Fletcher Cox in the middle. Yeah. Um, Darius Slay has been as advertised at cornerback. So there's little pockets, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not enough consistency, and I think the thing you the, the thing you hope is that they become a more consistent team down the stretch. I mean, basically, the way it's playing out, all they're really going to have to do is win their division games That's and right. maybe steal one other game at some point. Yeah, uh, and they would be golden. They'd be in great yeah. shape for the division title. And I think even stealing another game that might end up being gravy. Um, because you look around at this division, and I know Dallas played the Steelers really tough they did. yesterday, but I don't think Dallas can play better than that. Um, and the Steelers didn't seem to really start the engine till late in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. But if I have to be anyone in the NFC East right now, I think you'd want to be the Eagles, no given uh, where they are and, and what the rest of the road looks like. No question. Uh, and by the way, Daniel Jones, this will be next for the Eagles, is coming off a no turnover game. I saw like Whoa. some. What what did I see? The stat was he's now four and zero against Washington, one and sixteen against everybody else. Yeah, he, he he's got that one down. That, that's amazing. Yeah. Like. Uh, you know, and the Giants play the Eagles great look, up here look, the, at the link. You know, that was a. I'll say this. That, I'll say this for Joe Judge. I'll say this for Joe Judge from the outside looking in. They do play hard for him. Mm-hmm. And now they're all fighting for their jobs, but they do play hard for him. No, absolutely. But uh, you know, they had the Eagles dead to rights at the link. Yeah, I mean, 
they they were the better team for 50 minutes of that game. So, you know, by no means will this be easy, but I think you look at it on paper and it should favor the Eagles, but the Eagles also have played down to their opponent's level. Yes, you know, you look some yeah. of their better performances, you know, we mentioned the Niners win, but the the Rave they lose to the Ravens and the Steelers in close games. Yeah. Uh and they play especially on offense, they play well in those games, but then they struggle to put drives together in the you know, against Dallas and the Giants. So we'll see. Anybody that knows anybody that says they know what to expect out of this Eagles team is making it up. So my friend, thanks so much. I can't wait to hear you on some play-by-play again, and hopefully that's going to be happening soon. Well, one one of these days. <laughs> I know, but it's uh, it's you know, yeah, because I've talked to you, I've talked to Doug Birdsong at Bucknell, and you guys are right now in dry dock. And, yeah, uh, it's 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 that's not a fun position to be in. So, and I don't know, you know, I I really don't know what to expect going forward. No, right? nobody nobody does. No, yeah, nobody does. I can't tell you about so. next week. Yeah, exactly. One day at a time, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate you very much, Matt. Take care. I mean, like going back to the corner office and playing this theme song and having the suit point his index finger to the sky back and forth. It's just not a good look. Yes. Thank goodness we've got other people in the building. That's ah, just you know. <sighs> oh well. Ah, okay. I I don't know how much more honest and direct I could have been at the beginning. I mean, if you don't know, tell the audience you don't know. I don't have any answers. Oh, there's all sorts of theories. All this, you know, they've quit on this, and nobody knows. And you know, for me, it's a little more difficult getting a gauge because of the circumstances. Yes, I can watch practice, but I can't be around the team. So I can watch practice. So I see what they're working on, why they're working on it, who's doing well, who's struggling. I mean, I you know, believe me, I know all of that stuff. That's 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 not an issue. I mean, so I know from that standpoint what's going on. But I'm not around these guys in terms of being around them. To just get a feel for how they feel about things, other than obviously the Zoom interviews they do. I don't get a chance to talk to them right now because I can't be, quote, around them. And that's that's the one area where I can't get a feel for it. Uh, the other parts I can. I you know I know I know in practice who's doing well I know in practice who's getting better I can tell I I can you know and I can tell you who's struggling <laughs> Okay but the other part I can't get a read on so then you know that's we have all sorts of theories that you know I know I think Jahan Dotson made a couple of statements after the game about uh, let's see. I don't want to be inaccurate here. So let me go to the press conference transcript here and take a, just a quick look. And where was it here? Richard Hans talking about this. Um, but something about a 
essentially not on the same page. Yeah. We're not as one right now. We're not a unit right now. There are distractions that we shouldn't be focused on right now. We've got to be focused on getting in the win column, nothing else. We're not a good football team right now. Right? You're 0-3, so I can understand the last sentence because you feel that way. Do they have the capability of being good? Yeah. I mean, that that's the part that I'm so baffled about. This is, you know, people. I always love when people say, well, your soul, it's a bill of goods and whatever. No, please. Okay. Come on. You don't think I know what I'm watching? You don't watch it. Those are people who don't watch it that criticize those who do. All right. So you can tell when something's struggling. You can tell when something has the potential to be right and all that. And then you sit there and you honestly tell the audience, I don't know. I don't know why the defense isn't playing better. I don't know why the running game isn't going. Yeah, sure, you don't have Journey Brown. I mean, obviously, he was a home run hitter who can take a, a slither and get through there, or a guy like Noah Kane who on some of these short yarded situations. And Penn State is 6 of 13 this season on third down in less than four. Well, those are the kind of plays that you would expect Noah to be in on. That's that's his lifeblood right there. He's not there. So you have to come up with other ways. And, of course, you don't have journey. You have to come up with other ways. So you're looking at a running game right now that I still think Devin Ford has great potential. I still think Devin Ford can be a home run hitter. I still think that Devin Ford can be a good receiver in all of this. But it's not happening. You know, and I like the potential of Keziah Holmes. I like the straight-ahead approach of Kevon Lee. But, again, neither one of them. There's a reason why Journey was one and Noah was two. There's reasons. But that's not. I mean, I'm talking about the running game specifically right now. And I think Devin Ford is the capability, along with Holmes and Lee, to make this work. It may not be to the level of Journey or Noah, but they can make it work. But when the opposition is 12 of 14 and third down and less than four, third down one to four, the opposition's 12 of 14. Now, five plus, they're nine to 32, the opposition, which is, eh, sorry, that's, that's okay. It's a little bit less than average. But Penn State offensively is six of 13 on third down and less than four. You have to be kidding me. I mean, that number's baffling. Now you look at third down, five plus. Guess what Penn State is third down and five plus? 15 of 32. That's a remarkable It's a remarkable number. But they face, first of all, when you've got 45 third down plays and 32 of the 45. Although it's really relatively the same. I mean, the opposition's 32 out of uh, 46 of 5-plus. So, you know, the number of third down and shorts is the same, essentially, 14 to 13. But the opposition's made 12 of them, and you've made only six. So you're not keeping drives alive on third down in less than four. The opposition is keeping drives alive on third down in less than four. Again, I don't have any answers as to why. Now, some of some of you, not all, but some of you, in fact, the vast majority of you don't, but some of you want to single out certain players, you want to you know, single out coaches. I got it. 
Okay, I know I, I understand how this operates and, and what the thought process is. Even in the best of times, I'm always telling you I'm going one game at a time. So I, I started working on, you know, I, now obviously I, pre- I prep these games to do the basics all in April and May. Same thing with basketball. Because you need to work ahead in this business. And you need to work. You need to work. So I work ahead. That way when I get to game week, you start moving some things around. And Nebraska's a guy that's now brought in some JC transfers and things like that. They're still trying to find who should be starting, who should be playing for them. So they've got some moving parts that I had to move around yesterday and it take my time doing it. Plus, Nebraska's not a program that puts out a depth chart. Uh, they have the Manhattan Project thought process when it comes to their to their depth chart. Okay. I always love that. Really started with Harbaugh. I'm not putting out a depth chart. Why not, Jim? Okay. I can understand not spilling the beans on the Manhattan Project. Football depth chart. You can put out whatever you want. Okay. Doesn't mean that's those are the guys you're going to play, but you know, at least give somebody a guide as to who plays. Never, never, never understood that. And Nebraska, which had been doing it, had been doing it, had been doing it, didn't put out a depth chart for the Northwestern or Ohio State games. Okay. Does it make the preparation job? Does it make it harder? No. Does it? Does it uh, mean you have to put more time into it? Yeah, you have to put more time into it. But as you know, I'm willing to put in the time, so that's that part's no big deal. All right. I'm sure that all of you were intrigued and enthralled by the brilliant answers I gave you today. But you can't accuse me of not being honest with you. I really don't know. That's not the answer you wanted to hear, but it's also the truth. Today's show has been brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. The Steelers, for the first time ever, 8-0. We'll talk to Neil Kulong tomorrow. Jerry Dulock on the Masters and the Steelers on Thursday on News Radio 1070 WKOK. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you.